Tad was the name mm. of my high school bully. Thad? Tad. Tad. Tag? Are we talking about our high school bullies? Yeah, because Tug? we called him Tadpole because he looked like a little frog. Oh, that's so sad. Was his name really Tad? Yikes. No, I made that uh. up just now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Welcome back, <laughs> snobbies, to the Film Snobs Podcast. I am your bringer and harbinger of the three colors blue. I am joined by Caleb, Ethan, Ricky, Jared, and we are here to talk about deep things and foreign films. What do you guys think? to clarify that the three colors blue are light blue, dark blue, and navy blue. <laughs> I'd like to clarify that there's actually a colon in between three colors and blue. Then I was wrong. I'm sorry. Thank you for the, <laughs> for the grammar lesson. Uh, so this movie was directed by Krzysztof Kishlovsky. I was going to see if you got it. Nice. Kishlovsky. <laughs> Starring Juliesh Binoche. Juliesh Binoche. Juliesh Binoche. <laughs> Julia Binoche. Um, so blue, uh, blue is about a woman who tragically loses her husband and child in a car accident. Spoilers, but you do get that at the very beginning of the film, and how she lives her life after the uh, <laughs> nice. I'm sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> no, and just how she how she goes on with life after um, the tragic loss of. Everyone she knows and loves. Well, not knows, but, you know, her family is now gone. So, um, yeah. I mean, without going into spoilers, what do you guys think? Was it a good film? Did it make you feel lonely? 100%. It wasn't a romance. Um, I was expecting a romance, but it wasn't, which is fine. But mm. it definitely made me feel lonely. And it's a very quiet movie. Very contemplative. Mm -hmm. And... I think that forces you to kind of like try to put yourself in that person's shoes and this person in this case being Juliet Binoche, you're kind of like sitting in that like silence and grief with her. Yeah. So I thought it was good. Nice. Yeah. I also really liked it. Um, that opening sequence with the accident is, oh man, it was tragic. But it's, it's intense. still like really wonderful i don't know it's strange to say mm. that but mm. it was very um moving and mm -hmm. i really appreciate the use of music in this film and even in moments when i couldn't um perceive like even looking at the written music couldn't really quite and i can't really read music very quickly you and can read music though mm -hmm. oh awesome and i can't I just do thought, any of that um yeah, just the use of music and sheet music was really cool I really love that, so I really mm. like this one. Nice. Do you think they had, um, what do you think the director's Spotify playlist was like when he was like making this movie? In 93. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Iggy Azalea. <laughs> oh. Someone Google that. Was Spotify around in 93? <laughs> Just like Netflix was. Ricky, what do you think? I thought <gasps> that I was a little confused because I, I didn't see any blue in this movie. Um, Mm. So it kind of threw me off. I mostly saw yellow. Ricky, you might be 
colorblind. You color, are you colorblind? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I, but the movie was very yellow, so it, it felt really off because there was huh. like this cheery color mm. palette to this really like sad story. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you been? Um, yeah. Have you? We I've got an online test yeah, for we, you. We're gonna need Ricky to take that test right now. Is it the SAT? No. Yeah, not, saturation. Animated uh, test. <laughs> you're not flying any fighter jets anytime soon, are you? Uh, not that I can talk about. Oh, cool. <laughs> Man of Ricky's actually the coolest snob. He just doesn't let on. <laughs> he tries a lot, though. So, actual thoughts? Besides the uh, yellow colors that you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like yellow a lot, so yeah, yeah, I yeah, really no. like the film. True, um, true bonus. I was really feeling it. Uh, mm-hmm. No, but seriously, it, I think this was like a really well-executed film. I think it was really well-made. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it just kind of taking its time and letting you sit in the space of the, the main character and just kind of sitting in that and going on that journey. And yeah, I... Um, just had a good time. Mm. A grand mm-hmm. old time with Juliette Binoche, the greatest actress, not only of her generation, not only of her country, but the greatest <laughs> actress of all time. Yeah, that was coming. She's romantic sometimes. She's sad sometimes. She's full of joy. She even kisses Steve Carell. She what? does it all. What? And dances on the beach with him. When did she do that? It's called Dan in Real Life I in 2006. It. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Come back to us, Jerry. I don't know if you guys know this, but Kristoff is from Poland. Dang. Nani. And this movie's in French because they commissioned Kristoff to make the Three Colors trilogy for each color of the French flag mm-hmm. representing Liberté, the blue, Equalité, mm-hmm. I don't remember, I think that's white. And Fraternity, the red. Mm-hmm. Fraternity. And um, I think what he does is he punks France because he's showing if you liberate yourself from everything, then you're going to lose love. Hmm. And that's my hot take on this film. Was that kind of the message with the other wild. ones as well? No, this one's definitely... I mean, in a way, he definitely takes them to the extreme... So that uh, shows that if you take them to the extreme then and love is lost, then what's the point? So, for example, spoily territory. Yes, we can we can officially jump into spoilies. Juliette Binoche in this movie, after the family dies, just decides to isolate herself from everybody she knows. So she mm-hmm. sells all her possessions. She um, even wants the bed that she used to be on with her husband to not be mainly about her husband anymore. She kind of desecrates that with another man Mm. and moves to an apartment and is trying to... She says it at one point to somebody, I forget who, but like they're all traps, possessions, people, Mm -hmm. relationships. They're all just traps. And she doesn't want to be trapped anymore. Right. But lucky for her, some people show up in her life that don't let her stay trapped. Mm -hmm. Did you know that um, I learned learned a, a... a kooky fact, actually. Uh, kooky cat's kooky fact. Yes. I'll uh, give you this one. Okay. <laughs> All right, Cookie, what is it? Ricky <laughs> just pointed at the screen again because uh, Coral Reef. <laughs> Ricky, do you want to give a quick interlude about your sc- – oh, wait, we did that last time. No, but, like, this movie had lots of blue and yellow, and the ocean is also very blue and yellow. So I've been to Eric, the ocean. Eric, what's your kooky fact? 
So originally, the um, the direction for this movie was to follow the reporter, and the reporter was tracking down the piece of music and trying to like connect the dots and like piece together this like masterpiece that was supposed to unite Europe, and in that was the cinematographer's uh, vision, and then. Kishlovsky just comes in and is like, yeah, no. <laughs> and it just like makes the whole thing about Juliette Binoche's character. And I can't, I mean, I can kind of imagine that movie, but I mean, th- what we saw was the superior idea, in my opinion. I mean, it was so much richer. Like, it, it's so one dimensional uh, or two or two dimensional, I should say, the, the idea of just like trying to find this piece of. This 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 lost piece of uh, music, which I mean, it could have been a romantic idea, but like just the depth of what we got in the tragedy, in the loss, in the moving on, and the repairing. I mean, there was some repairing of life, but wow, yeah. I mean, just an interesting, like that, an entire feel and DNA of a movie just like shifts like that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. Really, 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 really good. I saw a lot of blue, so I really don't honestly know what Ricky was talking about, but a lot of blue, uh, blue in this movie. Baby. A lot of really good uses of blue, like when she's holding the 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 crystals from the the mobile or the light, and it's just like reflecting on her face, and like the blue pool and the blue room that she wanted like taken completely down. Um, seems like she every opportunity there to put a blue in there. Well, Jared said she got rid of everything. Um, Almost, and but then the only thing she really held on to was this, yeah, blue mm-hmm. uh, decoration ceiling hanging thingy. Not a right. Um, I don't know, little kitschy thing. Um, but that had like these blue pebbles or something on them. Um, They're like kind of cast like clear jewels. Yeah, yeah, a blue a blue light. And mm-hmm. so I wonder why she kept that. I'm under the impression, I get the feeling that they were maybe her daughters, like in her mm-hmm. daughter's room. Yep. That's and That was the impression that I got yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, as the homeless man said, you got to hold on to something. Mm. Your recorder. Yeah. Everyone should learn the recorder. You guys ever do the recorder in grade school? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. Remember how, how people like uh, come in with like the different colored ones and like trade each other the different pieces? <laughs> so you'd have like a half blue and no. like a half clear. Uh, I didn't. I never uh, did that. That no. was like a whole game where people were like trading. I think uh, it's a hard yeah. knock life, but sound good on the recorder. <laughs> and better on your mic, actually. Yeah, one hundred percent. Eric, you should have brought a recorder for us. <laughs> I think I had. I, I would have been able to access it if it was. If I was still living here, but guys, we're recording this right now. <laughs> are we? Re- wait, are we recorders? <laughs> we're recording right now. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I cho- I chose this film because I th- I think that it was it was part of a of, of a trilogy that really I I thought had some semblance of of love, but this one in particular I thought kind of strayed closer to our our theme of. Not just love, but um, feeling lonely, and oh. and man, we got those lonely feels. Caleb wasn't joking. I think you, 
legit felt <laughs> pretty down after that or yeah how are you feeling i'm not, i'm in a bad spot right now oh no <laughs> you okay dude Caleb's yeah, wearing okay. a, a, okay? a light blue long sleeve shirt right. right now. I got a blue dress shirt it and a binoche uh, over. Yeah, Julia um, binoche, best of all time. Can I Shout ask a question? Yeah. Uh, so she's feeling lonely. She's isolating herself, but there are a few people that try to break her out of that. Let's talk about those key players. Oh yeah, who wants key player number one? Ethan, let me get you. Let me get your. Let me get your hot take. Let me get your hot take. Hot take. Let me get your hot take. <laughs> Wait, these are people trying to break her out <laughs> of her sadness. Oh, I like these are hot. I'm, I'm people gonna, breaking I'm gonna her out of her sadness. Each of you a, a character. Ethan can go deep. Ethan understands more than the rest of you. So Ethan, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the tricky one. What do you think of the boy who saw the car accident? Ooh, that was a good interaction, by the way. And her conversation I, well, with him I later. Thought, what was so interesting to me about the uh, um, opening sequence was he's he's got this toy, right? And he's trying to, like, mm. there's this, it's like a little pole with a ball attached to it or something. And he's trying to 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 make it land or stay on the top, top of the stick. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like the it's like no, it's like the I've it, seen there's a, no, there's a similar there's a similar toy that uses a cup and a ball. Yeah, and the ball like, and you try right. to get the ball in yeah. the cup, and but this one is way harder. Yeah, and it's like a ball with like with a peg. That, he's playing with that toy, and is he trying to hitchhike? Is that what he's doing? It's it looked like it was that. unclear, and yeah. so then this car passes him, and he's still playing with the toy, and then he finally lands the the ball on top of the pole, and then you hear the car accident, which I thought was really interesting. Ooh. It was just chance, you know. It just he tried it, and eventually it worked. And then this accident happens, and and then it's further in the movie that somehow he gets her contact info and gets hold of her, and he wants to meet up with her. And he found he was the first one on the scene in the accident, and he gets yep. he discovers this necklace with a cross on it, and that he'd hold uh, had that he'd held on to. For who knows, at, at least a few months. Yeah, passage of time in this movie is a little tricky. And then he, I just, he, as I was watching that scene, Platt was like, I had this necklace, but I feel like I'm stealing it. And so he's like, wants to give it back. And I, I just imagine what the shame he was maybe feeling and not hmm. giving that. And then she ends up, they have an interaction where she tells about this terrible joke that her husband was telling them in the, the car. I think the key piece of information we learned from this interaction <laughs> is that Juliette Binoche's <laughs> husband was not funny. Yeah, definitely not. Well, he he got to the car and it was it was the last thing that he said to the boy, and he was right. like, "Why did he say this?" And right. That's it's why almost he like he was up. expecting some like deep thought behind it, and she's like, "He was just telling us a joke." Right. And then she ends up giving him the necklace, and then in the last sequence, um, you see him with the necklace. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that. Mm, it's that, like, but then you also see, like, I feel like the the cross necklace also was significant whenever she meets the mistress. Right. And it was a symbol of love. Right. And that so was I how thought, she knew that huh. he loved her. Yeah. So I wonder if, oh. in some way, she was giving him like, I've lost my love. But you still have you can find yours. That's a really interesting. I wonder if bridge. that was yeah. almost symbolic of I'm passing you, passing my love in a way onto you. You can go find it yourself yeah, and I see what so. happens with your life now. I think so. Yeah. 
one, I, I think just her as a character, like she was someone that even though she should be grieving and sad so much and crying and, you know, going through all that and is still instead loving the people around her and like taking mm-hmm. care of them. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's, that character was an extension of that where like even in that situation, she still like showed him yeah. a bit of um, care and love in that, that like small act and those small things matter. When you guys first saw the kid, did you guys think it was Jesse Eisenberg? It was. It actually (laughs) was Jesse Eisenberg. It's it's Joe Jonas. At first glance, I was like, that looked like Jesse Eisenberg. In 93. But it wasn't. It was Joe Jonas. All right, Eric, you want to take take one? Sure, yeah. I think you should take um, the apartment lady of the night. Oh. The prostitute who lived in her apartment building. Who the tenants tried to remove with a petition, and Benoche decided to not sign the petition, thus keeping her in the building. Um, I think, yeah, I think that woman was, um, she had a lot of needs, uh, that, uh, I think that in that moment, um, it allowed Juliet's character to actually actively care about somebody again and someone to rely on or um, someone who needed her um, much like a child. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know if that's a a accurate critique, but you know, there's a point in the movie where um, this, this woman needs uh, Juliet's help, like in the middle of the night. And at first she's like, no, it's too late. I'm not coming. (laughs) Just like very selfish. You know, she's in bed. Um, but ends up coming out to help her anyway. And turns out this woman had a terrible encounter at her work. The worst. Yeah. Where she met her dad at her place of work. So we've all been there. No. Have we, Ricky? I mean, my dad has come come to my work, but I don't do that kind of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gonna need therapy (laughs) after that one. Um, and yeah, she's just telling, she's just retelling the story, but then she's also just like, uh, like, I cannot believe you, you showed up. Like we are, we are connected now for, for life. Like you've, you've, you've been there for me. And then there's this really sweet moment where, um, it's, it's a, it's a mutual exchange because, uh, Juliet's got these mice in her apartment and she's just freaking out. <laughs> she doesn't want to kill the mice. And so she puts a cat in there and the lady comes to her and is just like, Hey, I saw you running. Are you okay? And, and she tells her about the, the mice in her apartment. She's like, Hey, give me your keys. Like I'll take care of it. And I don't know. It was just, it felt like this exchange where like she can, she can let somebody in again. And it was like this really innocent way to, to kind of do that. Well, was that moment the first time Red came into the picture? Oh, with, um, yeah, with uh, her line of work. It probably isn't. That's just when I noticed it. The little like kids, the the kids run in with the like the water wings, and they're all red. Oh, okay. And they're like mm-hmm. overexposed, kind of, or like they're like bleeding. Might have been. And then when she went to the red light yeah, district, yeah, yeah. That's right over that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good call, probably. But there is a it. yeah, ch- a lot of child aspects, I think, with mm-hmm. this lady. Mm-hmm. Um, with the prostitute, mm-hmm. especially with what Ricky was just saying with those kids running to the pool with the mice children. Never um, wearing underwear, you know. Yeah. Just like, you know. Well, like, yeah, the mice yeah. children don't wear underwear. That's pretty Yeah, normal. mice don't wear underwear. No. 
I think I've never also seen whenever <laughs> whenever she come to her apartment to thank her for not signing the petition. Yeah, and she she recognizes like the the blue crystals on yep. the light, and she's like, "Oh, these were like when I was a kid." When I was a kid, yeah. and I was like, "Oh wow, when definitely I a daughter, a surrogate here for sure." <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, very childlike. Because uh, she, she kind of demanded attention like a kid a little bit. Oh yeah, just you know where she came like, right in, started like being very vulnerable, right? Like and just when she opened calls her up on the phone, I like need you right now, please. I right. need you like a kid would. To and that's not wrong, mother, but it's yeah. just like when a kid needs a parent, they just need a parent. <laughs> yeah, there's very little else. Yeah, that's a parent. Speaking of parents, there's a, Gosh, what there's, a dad. there's another character who. Uh, now nah, let's save her for last. There is a parent character, but I want I want Caleb to fill us in. Mm-hmm. There's a, a a late reveal mistress in this movie. That's true. <laughs> you want to be the mistress you can, no, talker? Ricky can chime in. No, if Caleb talks about it, you can't say anything about the mistress. I got I got a character for you. Don't worry. What if I don't want to talk about them? Well, Ricky can talk about the mistress. I don't really have much this to say about it. Okay, Ricky, you talk about the mistress. Caleb will get a different <laughs> one that he has even less to say about. Yeah. Stomp your feet first. Wait, so Demand. it's me? Yes. Uh, I guess, Ricky. Okay. Uh, the mistress. She um, was a mistress. She was carrying the uh, late husband's child. Um, Juliette Binoche goes and finds her. Um, talks to her, talks it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's like a pretty interesting interaction because I think she just like goes to kind of investigate and I think ask the more like important questions of just like, right? Um, was she important to the husband? And like, I guess is the child his or hers? Um, yeah, and isn't like at, like oh like what did you do exactly? And like I'm gonna hate you for it. like uh, like how many just, times did you sleep with him? And, yeah, just yeah. like she wasn't looking for the petty stuff. I think she right. was like going for like what kind of mattered, I guess. And um, I think and then extends to like later on. Oh, she doesn't say anything. I think when she asks about um, she hated her, and then goes no. on to buy like rebuy her or keep her house and like give it to her and the child. And I think it's just an, uh, another extension of. Juliet's character um just like showing care and love for people that need it even though they might not deserve it and like she's in a place where like she doesn't need to give them anything at all but uh still does and well yeah and I think her character is definitely the the representation of new life I feel with the baby and it's hmm. at least that's I, I don't know that's that's how I saw that where like there's each 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 person who she interacts with I think has a different kind of meaning or or representation, but I think with the mistress, it's like this is the opportunity for new life to flourish mm-hmm. and to and to continue and to go on. And in that moment, she chooses to like, okay, I'm gonna help this grow, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna give her the house. <laughs> My kid didn't pick to be in any right. sort of situation. Yeah, I think there's a reason this one was saved for last of the four five characters she mainly interacts with like she's got to be the hardest to love yeah like can you imagine your husband died and your kid and then you find out after the fact he had a mistress Mm. and then you find out after that she's carrying his child yeah not you your child was taken from you Mm -hmm. um that's a person that's extremely hard to love and if it wasn't for her interactions earlier i don't know if she would have loved her yeah no i agree so that's kind of 
very huge where it, it came in when it did. Also, her hair was red. I like red hair. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like you, Ricky. But, you know. And this you, movie, Eric. This was a blue film, so, you know. Yo, Ginge Twins. What's up, Ginge Twins? <laughs> yeah. I learned how to have twins earlier. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, nope. who's Caleb's uh <laughs> I think Caleb person? needs to talk about the other composer, Olivier. Olivier. This one's tricky. Oh, this, this one's, one's tricky. tricky. Were they the English was name she, of Oliver uh, having an affair with him as well? Mm, I don't think so. But I think just a good friend, really good friend. Okay, I want to picture she, them as like childhood friends. Well, she obviously had her suspicions because she called, she like called him up and was just like, "You in love with me, bro? Did, did you love?" It? Right. I think she like knew something was going on between them, and then when her husband died, she just like tried to confirm that. But right, but anyway. they only, I guess they did have two intimate encounters, one kind of near the beginning and then one uh, at the end. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the first time Jared kind of explained it well when they first, um, he she called him over and they shared a night of passion, one might say, on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one might, one might say something on, similar on, to on, that. Did they have sex? On her Caleb? and her husband's bed just to kind of like... Make, they had sex like, on his mattress. On his mattress, sure. Um but like just to kind of get rid of that memory it was not memory foam um <laughs> um oh, and just kind of like man nice. everything's nice been joke. taken from me i'm just going to like defile not defile everything but get rid of everything i'm cleaning house and mm-hmm. but this guy is is also kind of working to resurrect this like music that her husband had composed and she understood her husband's um music. he worked with her husband right right yeah it, but uh she said at the beginning that she understood her mu- uh, her husband's music like better than anyone else and so this guy kind of like needed her help to do it but she didn't want that memory because you know music evokes memory Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys ever listen to a song and you're like, wow, that takes me back. If you see For me sure. in a new light. And the reporter even was like, hey, I heard that you write his music. Right. You know, just as like, you know, slander and or mm-hmm. not slander. But or like just, just because spreading she's rumors. such or because she is such a big part of that process. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked he when he called her at the end because they had finally decided to write this um, last piece by her husband, mm-hmm. um, and it was going to be accredited to Olivier, but then he was like, if I do it, it'll just be, what did he, uh, what adjectives did he it'll use? Just like, bulk, bulk, it'll, it'll just be me. It'll just be me. It'll just be mine. Clumsy and yeah. awkward or something like yeah. that. Heavy. He's and like, heavy, but yeah. like, if it's yours, I forget exactly what he said, but yeah, it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, I think he kind of was a friend that helped draw her back in and be like, kind of showed her like your purpose isn't like wasn't just like rooted in like your family but you have like you know you can do something great as well you're not just under the shadow of your husband Mm -hmm. um yeah but everyone needs a good friend like olivia well what was it it was an interaction i feel like he had no self-respect though (laughs) self he's like crawling back to her yeah he knows she's grieving he yeah. knows that she's not into him. He just immediately goes over there. I'm like, dude, really? She called him. Respect yourself. She Come on. Him. Yeah. Put up a fight. I don't know. <laughs> she's grieving. He's not going to say no. 
precisely why he should say no. Caleb, no, he's Caleb, 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 we, we gotta talk. We gotta talk later. We gotta go. I'm a people pleaser guy. Not like a. Is your dad Cut show up to your work also? <laughs> oh, Cut that out. Cut that out. no. Yikes. Cut no. that out. Um, no, 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 no. I was just going to say there's there was that interaction as well when she caught up to him at his car. And I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But to me, it seemed like that interaction. He was saying like, yeah, I released the music because it was the only way to snap you out of it. Mm. You weren't saying yes or no to anything. You were just am- just like wandering through life and i wanted you to feel something and so i decided to just make a decision because she she kept saying you have no you had no right you had no right to to, to that music I, d- I tried to destroy it you know you had no right and to me he was like yeah i did this because like you didn't you weren't saying yes or no to anything and um i needed to kind of snap you out of your your grief almost um i don't know is that was that an accurate kind of who are you talking about here? They had that when she stopped him at, right. at yeah. his car. She was like running at at his car, and they oh, had that right. interaction okay, 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 okay. because he had yeah, just released the music, mm-hmm. and was trying to was she was confronting him about him tr- finishing uh, the the it missing was, piece. He was seeing she was slipping into that si- self isolation and was much like her mother was with Alzheimer's. And he was doing a drastic kindness, in in my opinion. Was just like hey. I agree. That was him showing love to her. I'm yeah. not convinced. You're not convinced. Well, wh- what did you? Okay. Well, I just feel like he just wanted it, the music somehow for himself, even though it wasn't his. Or at least just wanted so it I just, finished. I just don't think it was that he was that motivated to help her necessarily. I think he was though, because okay. at the end he gives her the music to figure out. Yeah, but he had yeah. been he had been struggling with it for the, right. for the whole week. Right. He was like, I've been thinking about this all week, and right. I I can't take. But this. he could he still could have released it on his own even with a crappy ending. He would have had that piece to his name. Like, right. I yeah. I don't. Yeah. But again, he was like, it would have just been mine, and who am I? Yeah. And the reason I think it was good to talk about each of these characters is because our good old boy Polish Kristoff <laughs> does something craft wise in the movie. With each of these characters, that's really interesting. They'll have a conversation start, and then there's a mm-hmm. line set, mm-hmm. and it cut fades to black. There's mm-hmm. part of the symphony mm-hmm. that has been working on the piece of music in the film. I was going to talk about over this. over the black, yeah. yeah, and then it fades back in, and no time has passed. Right. Brilliant. And it's almost like a moment of enlightenment for her in the name of love with each of these characters, either where she's shown love in a really small way that does something to her or she shows love and is figuring out. And it's almost like Christoph is saying, pay attention to these moments in the movie. Yeah. This is where I'm trying to get across what I'm trying to get across. Yeah. It was, it was particularly poignant because usually when you have a fade out, it's to show a passage of time and there will be some sort of a, a, a flashback is usually kind of what the fade out will go to. But it makes the point of realizing that the fade out comes right back to the moment that it faded it fades in from where it faded out and is just like that i haven't seen that in a movie before but you know you're right there was like the the um the bit of music in in between in the black and it was probably a passage of like 10 seconds i would say it was like it was it was a decent amount of time um but i yeah i found that really interesting actually did you have something that you want no, to say? No, I just thought it was brilliant. Oh. I loved it. That was yeah, wild. 
Were we going to talk about the mom? Yeah, we can talk about the mom. Well, actually, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've got, I'll I'll take one. Since I gave you guys a character, I'll talk about the mother. The mother has Alzheimer's, which is very sad. Yeah. Because where Juliette Binoche's character is trying to forget her past life, her mom has no choice but to forget because her brain doesn't work anymore. Mm. Um, So it's an interesting parallel there. But the mom is always, she's got the best sense of TV taste. She's always (laughs) watching extreme sports. And we know extreme sports are the best thing on TV. She watches bungee jumping. She watches tightrope walking. And it seems banal at first, but it's like, Mm. you know, it almost speaks to Juliette Binoche like, this is what you're turning into, this Alzheimer-like person who's just forgetting everything in your life, Mm. even those you love. And Juliet's feeling it because she wants her mother, and her mother doesn't even know who she is. And there are all these people around her who want Juliet or Julie in the movie to recognize them and to show them love. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not like, show me love, Julie. Um, yeah. They love. want it. And she <laughs> needs to take that leap of faith, that bungee jump of Whoa. putting herself out there again. Walking that tightrope. Walking that tightrope. And you know what? It feels like you're free falling right away, especially after a tragedy like that where your family's ripped away from you. But there's maybe some kind of divine bungee holding you from making that complete fall. Ooh. I think there's a reason that it was an old man doing a bungee jump, too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, oh, th- this that's particularly poignant. Well, there's, yes. there's two moments. One, yes. The bungee jump guy, I think like he's an old guy, probably doesn't... Um, near the end of his life but still he's able to make those great leaps of arguably faith. yeah um but then also there's the moment with the old woman hunched over oh, recycling oh, shout Such out old people and i think that's like it was so sad to watch seemingly juliet julie in the movie is probably thinking like this woman here seemingly has nothing has a hunched back but yet she still is able to care about something like recycling and or get back to life and like mm-hmm. is able to um, the earth yeah. She cares. Shout out old Carry people. On. They love recycling yeah. too. Shout out old people. Yeah. Love old people. <laughs> recycle old people. <laughs> Wait, recycle. What? Yeah. No, recycle comma old hey, yo. people. Hey yo, Gen Z. Gen Z, if you're listening, Gen Z, respect your elders. <laughs> yeah. Old people are great. But I that was a, I loved that with the little flashes of white there and she's just kind of like mm-hmm. got the music going and jamming and we got some other colors in there. Yeah, what did you what did you guys think of the moments where she would close her eyes and the blue would come in and the music would start up and so it was almost as if she would close her eyes and it was in her head. The music would be coming in her head. I have well, thoughts. I I this is my take. Um, I feel like the music and the the blue is like kind of her wedding emotion in right, and music can be a conveyance of emotion. And mm-hmm. so I think she's holding it internal, right? She w- won't cry or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. the blue is kind of like a representation of uh, those emotions and feelings. And so mm-hmm. um, I think it's kind of her choosing to let that hit her maybe a bit in those moments, um, mm-hmm. in between the moments of just like trying to feel nothing. Mm what i thought i don't know if that's let me read a, good. a couple verses from the passage that's at the end of the movie first corinthians 13 mm-hmm. so right she closed her eyes here's music uh there's blue on her face in various ways if i speak in the tongues of men and angels but have not love i am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal mm-hmm. could it be when she's closing her eyes and shutting herself out from the world all she is is music and not love Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, that's yeah. Fine. No, that's an interesting connection. <laughs> <laughs> fine. I don't. I think it could be some semblance of both. Honestly, I think uh, for me, I was. I kind of read that as those moments being where she was almost finding the music yes. for the last piece of music at the end. Mm. So it was, yeah, I think it was a con- confrontation of I'm letting this person, I think of the at the pool with the prostitute, like she's letting this person help her. And then there's this music that's mm-hmm. in her head. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, wow, maybe that's the next piece of this mm-hmm. symphony that we're supposed to write. So I, I thought that was really, really cool. And her mm-hmm. symphony was only written with love. Mm-hmm. <gasps> um, <laughs> sorry, were you going to say heart. something more about music? Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, I, th- I, th- well, sort of a tie-in oh, to, okay. to, to that point. I was going to say, and this is probably a complete stretch, but I just felt like the presence of Blue in this movie was like, so at the beginning of the movie, there's the kid with the blue wrapper. And a, a lot of the movie kind of takes place in this kind of like blue overtone. Remember when she eats that blue sucker and just like crunches just, it? Yeah. It That's felt how like I she was eating though. shards of glass. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like on fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, no, I just, I felt like, I felt like all of the, all of the callbacks to blue were just callbacks to grief. It was callbacks to the accident, callbacks to the death of of her daughter and her husband and so she couldn't escape whenever the blue is coming in and and making its way in she couldn't escape it she wanted to clear out the blue room and she wanted to you know yeah she she had the the same wrapper that her her daughter had at the beginning of the movie but it was a full sucker and she just demolished that thing it was the only way she could destroy it was to Mm -hmm. crunch it and just eat it and destroy it and I just, I feel like that was the, because there was like really subtle callbacks to, to like all the different, like, just like areas where things were blue or this was blue or, and then there was not so subtle. It was very overt, but I, that's what I felt like it was a representing in some way. And she just couldn't escape it. And in those moments where the music was coming in, it was just like, even in her mind, she couldn't escape it because when she would close her eyes, blue light would shine on her face. Yeah consume your grief before it consumes you Whoa. you know that's why i eat suckers so fast oh my god <laughs> no i like to just run away from it and just kind of Le- be le- a veg legitimate question the because details? because juliet Binoche swam I a lot you. in the blue in this movie would you rather swim with juliet Binoche or with michael phelps <laughs> <laughs> like who who would you rather have a swim with would you swim in laps uh. are we playing like marco polo <laughs> stuck in the mud like nothing against Phelps, but I think I'd rather swim with Juliet Binoche. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> It'd be a more fascinating conversation. Phelps would probably just offer you marijuana. Whoa! Hey! Hey! Why is that an attack? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, nothing wrong with that sticky dank. Um, <laughs> Yo, you want some of this perp skirt? Right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't smoke the Mary J. I want the we film shops to know we I do not, not smoke 420 the friendly. Mary J. Caleb, did you have a point? Oh, you want me to put this away? What? You were going to say something. Oh, I was yep. going to talk about swimming. I was going to ask what the best form of cardio was. Obviously <laughs> swimming. God and, damn, that was your question. Uh, but I wanted to say, well, significance <laughs> of her swimming, because we get multiple scenes of yeah. her in the pool. That's a good point. What's the significance? The, the movie's called Blue and the Water and the wood is, blue. is Blue, which means that Juliet Binoche is Blue, too. She's okay. swimming in the blue. 
Blue's clues. The blue and is the clue. It just says you can't pick this up. But the doors above the pool were also this is our life. Swimming. Yeah, I know. This I'm just waiting for it to end. Like, it's just, just... I guess we're going to edit it out. But, you know, there's always that. Blue moon. Um, what did you guys... <laughs> what did you guys... <laughs> more mice. More mice throwbacks. <laughs> From Babe. Um, so... What did you guys what do you guys think of like some of the shots? There was some really, really interesting shots in this movie that I thought were very, very creative. Um, Ethan, what did you what did you think of kind of like how this film was 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 shot and how it and how it looked and how it made you feel? I oh man, that that scene, that shot whenever the doctor is telling her the news and it's it's <sighs> so zoomed into her eye that you see the reflection of the doctor in it yes oh that was brutal i and and they did that a couple of times in the yeah, film that was and i was like this is so good yeah i that agree was really good that was one of my i also appreciate a lot of the slower movements of the camera you know it it, it would go to her hand holding the the blue jewels from the chandelier and it would slowly come back up to her or she's having a conversation with the prostitute at the mm-hmm. at the club or whatever. They're having a conversation. There's a lot of things happening around them, but it's just the camera's just slowly moving from her face to the prostitute's face and back yeah. again. And I just or I love part- the speed of the the camera yeah. relative to what's actually happening around. I yeah, that was it. Just made you really stay in um, Julie's perspective and what kind of her process mm-hmm. of slow slowly moving through life now i really appreciated that yeah i i agree i think yeah definitely definitely the speed because sometimes they would just stay on a character sometimes they would be having a conversation and they would only be the camera would stay on one person and there's you know someone talking you know behind the camera but um and and the focus is clear like the fo- you know where who they're who he's trying to have you focus on is you know that's where the camera is and yeah i thought that that was beautiful as well like it wasn't it didn't feel quick you're right it was right. it was very slow yeah i loved the shots of the sheet music when it was only focused on each note as the going across the sheet and then the music would play that note um, mm. i thought that was really creative or, I, or when she touched or the yeah, chorus, and then it just started, it erupted. Oh. Yeah, or she, like, it, touched the word chorus on the sheet note. And when the sheet music ended, and then the music kept going, so you mm-hmm. tell, like, she's writing it as it's going, that's cool. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. yeah, I liked that as well. Yeah. Um, I, there was a lot I really liked. Um, there was that whole last sequence, very mm-hmm. kind of, like, Tarkovsky-like a bit. Like, yeah, we should talk like about that ending, bit, um, for sure. Not yeah. that <laughs> other people haven't done stuff like that. Yeah. But um, just that whole section was wild. I uh, love that a lot. I there was early on when they they're in the car before the crash and the kids looking out the back window. Uh, it's just some really crazy like lens effects that were going on that I just really liked. Yes. Um, there was like yes. a subtle thing I really noticed um, too, where a lot of the conversations would be shot through a window. I think either like a long lens through a window or they put a piece of glass and you get these reflections. And I, I don't know. I just like this is my own thoughts, but it felt mm. kind of like there's still like a piece of separation between her and who she's talking to. And then mm. that last scene that's very intimate is she's on the other side of the glass with that person. Yeah. So I yeah. thought that was kind of like a cool little, just like visual touch. 
Mm-hmm. Jared? I'm going to talk not about the shots because I don't know if we'll get it in time's sake, but um, it's okay. the music the music in this movie, instead of the shots, I'm going to talk about the music. Big New Brazner is the guy who composed the score. Uh, great friends with Christoph Kish- um, he then Who are these names you're talking <laughs> Yeah, it's Big New. He is just a genius. Okay. And uh, when Christoph died, mm-hmm. he wrote this... Uh, Requiem for a Friend. It's a whole album of music. Oh, my gosh. And Lacrimosa, which is the yeah. famous Terrence Malick uh, creation sequence song, is something's big new uh, composed oh. for Christoph when he died. Really? As like, this Whoa. is my best friend and he's dead and I'm. this is how I feel about it. So he cr- um, he created that. When when did he die? Uh, not long after this, in the 90s. Sometime. Oh, okay. Um, but Holy yeah, cow. he... he Terrence uses his music a lot in his movies, and he does a lot Mm. of very spiritual music, often scripture set to music in chorus form. There's one called Diaries of Hope that's really good. Silence, Night, and Dreams is uh, something he created about Job. Yeah, I mean... I just think in this movie, especially at the end when it comes in and 1 Corinthians 13 is sung over the the symphony, they've been trying to write the whole time. It, it's like he's I mean he's basically screaming at you yeah I've been doing this European art movie the whole this whole time but this is about first Corinthians 13 like if mm-hmm. you have not love you are nothing So if we want to talk about that ending, so Ooh. so this is so this is a struggle of of of, of a woman coming back to how to love again, hundred mm-hmm. percent, and the people around her too in different ways. So less like of, like less of a grief movie and more how to find love yeah, again. Yeah, like you were talking about, like or is it just the, all of it? the the prostitute character acting like a child still? First yeah. Corinthians thirteen was when I was a child. I thought like a child, right. but now I've given up childish ways. I mean, there's there's different threads of this passage weaved throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the ending was uh, particularly interesting because it was just a series of uh, images uh, over. You're right. It was it was basically just that scripture sung in a beautiful chorus, a beautiful beautiful piece of music, but. Um, it ends with uh, Juliet's character just on her face. She's crying. Um, and then it ends. And Yeah, she smiles, too. The only other time she, she smiles, smiles is when she, in the movie is when she cries uh, at the funeral for her husband, which I find really interesting. Or when she laughs. Yeah, she yeah. laughs that one time. And she yeah. laughs that one time. You're right. But, yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm wrong. Okay, guys, guys, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not perfect as a snob, and I'm willing to admit that. 
That means everything else Jared said tonight. You can't is wrong. take it. I t- I've been wrong before. <laughs> Don't listen to the Martin Eden. It was made. The movie took place before World War II. <laughs> we were wrong. Are Film you doing stop. a correction from our last In episode? In the movie Martini Dead, a Martini Den, aka Martin Ethan, aka Martin Eden. It takes place pre-World War II. <laughs> he we we right. were wrong. Hmm. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Go ahead. No, Jared quoted scripture earlier. I want to quote something. Um, it's Eiffel 65. I'm blue. I'm blue. Bada bee. Bada ba. Oh. Bada bee. Bada ba. I don't know how. Did you goes. expect us to stop you before <laughs> no. you kept yeah, going? Yeah, I did. I, I, I was going to let you go. Get there. No, I want you to I'm keep blue, going. I'm blue. Bada bee. Da, da, ba. No, it's not. Okay, what is it? <laughs> oh, sorry, Ethan. I don't do this for karaoke like you, apparently. What is it? I just know that's not it. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna pull up the lyrics. Then. It's uh, blue dabu dee dabu oh, die. Yeah. Oh, no, wow. Ethan is dabu die. This is I'm blue. No, 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 no. It's I'm blue, and I've been to Dubai. I have <laughs> okay. been to Dubai. <laughs> I have right. been to Ethan Dubai. Ethan is absolutely right. I literally just had a conversation a with some friends where someone could have swore there was lyrics and it wasn't just Baba Dibidi <laughs> and then like we had to like pull the lyrics out I mean, and we're like no it's just, there are definitely it's lyrics just no I know yeah no but he thought it was actually verses, it was like but yeah the chorus is nonsense yes. but he thought yeah, the chorus was like if sure. I was green I would die yeah blah, a lot blah, of people no yeah. that's a that yeah that's a pretty common yeah that's a common misconception guys guys I know I know a friend of the writer it's I've been to Dubai. And they just sang it weird. You know a friend of the writer? Wow. You weren't even born. I, I have older friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone that went to Dubai um, once. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I also, I have I have another interesting fact about this. Uh, oh, does everyone remember us. the sugar cube? Uh, I love shot that. that. I love that the sugar cool. cube. Okay, shot. this is bonkers. Can okay. I guess? Uh, no, you know. You no. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... When Oliver has tracked down Julie but is then ignored by her, there is a close-up of Julie allowing a sugar cube to soak up her coffee. Deeming that the sugar cube had to soak up the coffee in precisely five seconds, um, they had the assistant director test multiple brands of sugar cubes, which soaked coffee anywhere from three to 11 seconds to finally find one that took the exact amount of time that they needed for that what shot. Was br- what was oh the brand? That Isn't that nuts? What was the brand? I don't <laughs> That's cool. I don't know the brand. But yeah, it was. I think they, they were doing exactly five seconds, and it just like, Had to that be. was real time. It wasn't That's like sped up or anything. I've, I know. That's, that's before crazy. speeding things I've, I've up got, didn't I've, exist. Just around facts, I got a fact for you. Remember early in the movie when Juliet, Julie leaves the house? And she rubs her fist up against the stone oh. wall. Oh, I was going to mm. mention that fact. All right, go Did ahead. She actually go ahead. It? Yeah. Yeah, they had a she prosthetic and it did didn't it. look real enough, so she actually did it. She actually just. Don't and worry. She, said, worry. Said, she said it took a year for her hand to fully heal. That's that's 100% true. Yeah. Now I was going to say that one. Yeah. That's pain. That was nuts. I mean, those were like real why, scars on her hand. And that's why Juliet. Pain. Can't get enough. Juliet Binoche. That's why she's the greatest actress who ever lived. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any final thoughts about the movie? Ethan Hasso. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> Interesting. I have none to give. Uh, okay, I yeah. have a thought maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's not only about her learning to love again, but receiving love as well. Yeah. I think that's even more pronounced. Mm-hmm. I just think of the scene with the prostitutes, like, give me your keys, I'll go clean up the mess. Right, yeah. Like, that was, 
pretty big of her to to receive that and even to receive the chance from to trust again olivier to uh to put the music out her way i think was also a gift that she gave that he gave to her mm-hmm. that she had a choice in is she going to receive that gift or not so i think it's not just how can she love but how can she also receive learn to receive again from people yeah yes powerful Civil. powerful movie it was good. I receive all Nick. of your loves, and I hope you receive mine. What? I have, I have, and I will. <laughs> I have, I have, and I will. <laughs> yeah, my. <laughs> all right. Well, my, we my should probably. Uh... <laughs> yeah, everyone out, everyone, and go find a go find a Bible and go to the New Testament and read First Corinthians thirteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then read it all. And then read the and rest. And then memorize it. Yeah. And then also, um, and I know I'm going to make a Twitter poll. Would you rather swim with Juliette Binoche or Michael Phelps? Oh, my gosh. Um, we'll, actually, we'll put it on the Instagram. You know what? I'm, I'm going to make it interesting. Juliette Binoche or Ryan Lockerbie. That, <laughs> that, that would be He'll a just trip. lie about getting choice. mugged. That That's would be an easy a choice. Um, I, I like to swim in my own tears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week we've got <gasps> Ethan's pick. Ethan's pick. It's Ethan's pick. We're about to lasso Ethan's the hassle. Pick. So, Ethan. Let us know, and the snobbies know what are we. I have picked a movie. Yes, called "The Light Between Oceans." Yes, yes. What? Same director who made. um, We've seen it. This this much I know is true. I lived it. You lived it. Yeah, I lived in the ocean. I don't know if I told you, but I was in Hawaii and I was. Stop. No, have you, have you seen you, the lighting on his turtle video? It's better than yes, Marvel movies. I've seen it. I've seen it. Have you seen this movie before, Ethan? Nope, I have not. You it's said you said who it was made by the same people who made who? The same guy who made This Much I Know Is True. Oh, I know. Place wow. Beyond the Pines, Blue Valentine. Wait, does it have the same feel? I have no idea. Because both that I've and The Place Between it. the Pines, I'm a fa- very heavy. I'm a fan of Michael Fassbender, hmm. Lisa Vikander. And I've been wanting to watch it for a while, but I just haven't. And I was doing some research, and when I saw that it was the same director, I thought, oh, I really, really want to check that out now. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Shout out Derek San France. He's from Colorado, just like us. We love you, Derek. Come, come visit. We should the have Derek snobs. on the podcast. Derek, we want you on the pod. Derek's going to be on the podcast. Come on. Fu- and I Mark Ruffalo is coming, I too, can and get his twin him. brother. I can get him <laughs> on next week, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I thought Marriage Story was going to get picked. For sure. Yeah, That's no. No, we all watched so that together. So sad. I, I, like I a year still ago. haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No, I, I watched that and it. I was like, you both deserve to be lonely. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. David was, uh... Lean in Australia, Light Between Oceans, The Lighthouse. I'm excited. Wow. I, haven't, I haven't seen it. All right. Lots of purple sky. Fantastic. I'm well, excited. Okay, cool. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for stopping along on this your journey of blue and and to Ricky sometimes yellow I think we're definitely gonna get him checked out uh, don't worry guys we got him um, he's not check me he's, out he's not tasting toast all right goodbye for all, um, for all you snobbies who are lonely out there we want from us snobs to you we're gonna give you some kisses yes an extra snobby. attention if you give us five star review and we'll read it on the podcast snobby so. vibes go out to Please all the snobbies hey okay. snobbies in India we see you <laughs> Okay, thoughts Bye and guys. prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. What? All that we have, we give to unto thee. I'm blue,